Hello everyone, this is Jared Adelson, and it's a pleasure to have you listening in today. Welcome to the Olay Brand Podcast. For those who have no background on me, I'm the founder of Olay Brand, which has been created to provide you with the best content in the freestyle scootering industry. In case you are unfamiliar with my riding and dedication I have towards growing the sport, I welcome you I welcome you to view my best scootering video part available on YouTube titled Jared Adelson Web Edit 5. On the podcast, I'll be having casual yet deep conversations with the top scooter riders on the planet and interesting individuals around the world. This podcast has been developed to show the human side of riders beyond their incredible talents and will deliver tools, habits, lessons learned, and tactical advice from individuals around the world with the hopes of motivating, inspiring, entertaining, and providing valuable insight for you listening in today. My guest for today is an absolute legend of scooter riding, Dylan Morrison. Dylan hails from Australia and is without a doubt one of the best riders on the planet. Dylan has been pushing the limits of what is possible for years, performing countless world firsts such as fakie backflips, flare quad bar spins, 900 flares, and triple backflips, and countless other unimaginable tricks. Dylan can do essentially anything imaginable on a scooter with beautiful style as well. Dylan has over 200,000 followers on Instagram and has been in, an inspiration to not only myself, but to riders all around the world. Make sure to find Dylan on Instagram at dmorrison with three N's at the end. So without further ado, let's get right into it by welcoming the man himself, Dylan Morrison. Is How's everyone yeah. doing listening to this podcast right now? Good. I'm yes. doing good too. Hell yeah. Glad to have you, Dylan. I think uh, think it's going to be good. I'm I'm excited for what is soon to come. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So yeah, let's let's just get right into it, Dylan. Um, tell us, you know, like where you grew up and um, how long you've been riding, and how you started scootering. So just just give us some background on on young Dylan. So pretty much, I was born in New Jersey in the states, and my brothers were, I had two brothers that lived with me at the time. I have four brothers in total, like half brothers, but I had two on my mom's side living with me at the moment. And, um, they rode skateboards and had scooters and stuff. And I was born in 98. So 2000 was when the first scooter got released. I'm pretty sure by Razor, I think something like yeah. that. Cause I'm yeah. pretty sure my first scooter was like this Razor and, I don't even know if it was like specifically mine, but I just remember having it around the house and like I wasn't specifically just riding the scooter. I was just like session everything I could, bro. I would ride my bike <laughs> and ride the scooter around that just like around the front of my house, just jumping off curbs and like doing like the wackest tricks and I was just claiming them that I was like I invented them and stuff. Like I'd put my like foot over the bars and like say that i like invented that because like i watched heaps of motorbikes when i was young I, I really wanted to be like a a motorbike rider essentially like i looked up to travis pastrana he was like my idol i wore like travis pastrana head to toe like his jersey <laughs> his pants like yellow everything hats like bro every day at school like travis pastrana lunchbox travis pastrana drink bottle like i lived breathed and ate travis pastrana <laughs> maybe not eight didn't eat him but you know yeah, yeah. Like, oh, i just funny. looked up to him so hectic so i i kind of like rode bikes more than scooters because my parents never like really wanted to get me a motorbike i guess like 
too much money and I probably would have broke my neck. So I guess everything happens for a reason. But I, I, I kept riding bikes and I eventually moved to Australia when I was four. And then I moved to Melbourne and I did the same thing, just, you know, riding my bike to school, putting like bricks out the front of my house and just like riding as fast as I could at the bricks and just like bopping off the bricks with my front wheel. And like, <laughs> dude, I used to like, with my neighbors, I used to like tell them to like lay down like in front of the kicker and I would like jump like five people at a time on my like shitty mongoose bike and they loved it. I was like a, I was like a performer, bro. I loved it. So <laughs> obviously I kept riding bikes and I did like circus school and all that. I did like unicycle with like juggling and all that. Just like, I guess that's where I got my balance and all that. But I raced BMX probably from like, as soon as I moved to Melbourne, I pretty much started racing. And yeah, I was pretty good. Like I was in like the Sprocket Rocket League. If like you're from Australia and you know what that is, but like, yeah, I was pretty quick, bro. I was like top three fastest in my age group for like Australia. I went to nationals a couple of times. It was pretty sick. I loved racing. Obviously, that's how I learned how to pump and like do all that stuff and could kind of convert that when I started to ride scooters a little bit more but i moved from melbourne to canberra which is like the capital territory of australia and it's pretty boring there man like if i lived there now i would hate it but back in the day like all i really ever wanted to do was ride my bike so i would just meet up with my friends every single day and just we would go ride trails because there's like heaps of good trails there so that was pretty much my life growing up like no phone no nothing just bikes and mates and just jumping stuff and building dirt jumps and then move back to Melbourne where it's way more like suburban and not nearly as many trails. So I picked up the, the old bike at the skate park. But at the same time, I had like a group of mates in my street that would ride their scooters to school. And I had, I didn't have a scooter, but I had like a fusion, like the four wheel one. <laughs> and, I, and I used to ride that like around just doing like manuals and just fucking around but I used to like thrash that thing bro I used to go hard with it but I used to ride it to school and it probably lasted like a week in riding it to school and then like the axle broke or something like something popped off and the wheel just broke and I was like damn it what can I do so I just resorted back to the bike and the bike just kept breaking and everyone in my street had a scooter so I was like mom let me get a scooter for Christmas. She was like, uh, I don't know. It's like 150 bucks. I was like, come on, let me, get a ra- <laughs> let me get a Razor Pro. Like I remember every day just sitting in like my living room, like, you know how, like when you're a little kid, you had like the desktop that like the whole family used and it's like in the designated room. I don't know if you had that, but like, yeah, no, no, I get there it. Was, there was just like one family computer and like, dude, I had like a Razor Pro on like Rebel Sport, which is like, pretty much like a sport distributor in australia like i had like a a razor pro bookmarked to like pretty much like the first screen you'd open if like you clicked on google (laughs) chrome or whatever and i was just like every day i would just look at it and just be like damn i want this so bad i remember i got it for christmas i got a red one and i was so hyped and then i met up with my mate who i was like still best mates with in canberra and he came over and he he got a blue one and i got a red one and dude we were like we were like the biggest ballers <laughs> ever, man. Like we full switched for like a wheel each. So like we had a red and a blue wheel and we swapped a grip each. So we had a red and a blue grip and dude, it all went from there. Like wow. just, just riding out the front of my street every day, just trying to like, 
I don't even know. Like, I can't even really remember what I did when I, like, started riding scooters. I just remember I was so shit. Like, obviously, I wasn't good when I just, like, picked it up. But Of course. Yeah. It took me, like, five months or four months to just even learn to tail it. Like, it was insane. But, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much everything went from there. I started riding scooters just because it was fun. And, you know, I was just at the skate park every day with my mates and then, I kind of just like forgot about the bike. I was like, yeah, no, like everyone's on the scooters. Like, dude, the skate park would be full of my mates, and they're pretty much like 70% of them would be on scooters. So I would just sesh that. And then, like, scooters would break like heaps because I would just be riding like a Razor Pro. But they were like cheaper to buy like parts for, you know? Like, you wouldn't have to, because there was this one store right near my local that would like strip scooters and like sell the parts, which was like super sick. Bayside Blades, which was like, my first sponsor pretty much so yeah i pretty much got sponsored i used to go into bayside blades like every single time it rained at the skate park and i would just look at the completes i would just be like damn like look at that <laughs> mad robo fork like metal <laughs> wheels like one piece bars i'm like tripping out like never seen the stuff before i'm just like freaking out they i remember they got like a proto wheel and i was just like oh my god <laughs> like there's no way that they have a proto wheel here and like i never bought anything like that but i eventually got sponsored oh actually i remember like the first time i snapped my fork or like the second time i snapped my fork on my razor pro my we were just like nah can't be fuck fixing this and my dad just bought me like a mad gear complete from bayside and that was like the best day ever i got like a red and black mad gear it was like a black mad gear deck with like red everything else and it was just so sick i was like yes <laughs> and then like that's when i learned foot jams and stuff i just became like the foot jam kid at the skate park and then yeah got sponsored by bayside blades obviously and then stuck with them for a while and then got on scooter hut stuck with them for ages and i was on scooter hut for so long and in that time, I got picked up by Apex by just going to Queensland and stuff and riding with, like, um, Jerome, who was my best mate, who was on Apex. So, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I got on Apex, did all that traveling and, like, did all the world championship stuff and all the best trick stuff. And then left Apex for, like, just just a change, you know. So I got on Elite, and that was probably, like, not to, like, diss on Elite because Willie Prentice is, like, He's actually a really cool guy, but, like, damn, that sucked for me. Like, just wasn't the sponsor for me. So, I left Elite. Now, I'm on AO, and it's probably the best sponsor I could have. But that is alongside, like, River, Helligrip, Scooter Farm. Uh, I have, like, some signature stuff with Figs. I'm sponsored by this new company out of Arizona called Port Tech, which is just, like, this um, – it's, like, a website kind of thing. Um, if you haven't checked them out, you should definitely check them out, by the way. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much my life story. I think yeah. school too. <laughs> at what age? Um, I was 18, so I did like the whole schooling thing in Australia, like prep to year 12, did the whole thing. Man. Oh, wow. Was that Somehow, difficult? Like, yeah, that was super difficult because like, I hate teachers, well, not teachers, but like, I hate being told what to do when I don't want to do it, you know? Like, yeah. when the teacher's like, you have to do this homework, you have to do this math. So I'm just like, you can fuck off. Like, <laughs> I hate doing stuff. Like, I can't even begin to express, like, Dang. how much I hated school. I, yeah. I loved hanging out with my mates, just, like, everything else that came with it. Like, 
having to do stuff. So I was just like, nah, I just want to go to the skate park. Like, this yeah. stuff's so boring. Like, I have a really short attention span. Like, I wasn't, like, the dumbest kid in my class. Like, I have a brain in me. Like, I know how to do, like, fairly much, like, everything that everyone else was doing in school. But I wasn't getting, like, Ds and stuff. But I was just missing so much school. Like, when I got onto Apex, they were just like, yeah. You can go on, like, this six-week trip, but it's during school. And I was like, that's not even a question. Get me out of here. Like, <laughs> I remember yeah. year 12, I missed, like, three months or four months of school. Wow. And you were they able were... to still uh, still pass? Did you do anything online? You're like, while you were traveling? Or... No, nah, because in, um, in Australia, we have, like, a really flexible schooling system where, like, you can either go to, like, you can go into year 11 and 12 studying to get, like, a final score to get into university or you can do like an ungraded year 11 and 12. So you don't have to sit exams or any like sacks and you just, um, you just pretty much get your year 12 pass. So it says that you finish school, but you just don't have a final score to go to university. And, you know, I just, I knew I didn't want to go to university. yet, yeah. So I just stuck with the year 12 pass because I mean, like the, the score that you get is only good for like a year or two maybe i'm not sure but it doesn't last very long so you'd have to get into a uni pretty quick and like i'm not trying to just like throw away what i got going right now yeah secure a job when i'm like you know not riding scooters but like i can it's not hard in australia like it's not hard to get a trade or like i think you're doing it right yeah you know but you only live life once so you may as well just have fun with it like exactly there's no reason to plan for the future constantly you know now is now you're doing what you want stick with it and uh i'm sure it will lead you a lot further than imagined and i'm sure it already has right yeah like for the past like two or three years i've been traveling like four to six months out of the year so it's it's like constant traveling and going to it's so sick like it's it's so sick yeah that's that's pretty incredible and i'm sure you've you know probably learned so much uh along along the travels and gotten to meet so many amazing people yeah that's the funny thing like I was thinking about it the other day, like, if I would have, like, I have a resume, and, like, it has, like, all my, like, achievements and whatnot, like, what I've done, like, yeah. with my life and stuff, but I've never had, like, a normal nine-to-five or, like, even, like, an after-school job, so, like, <laughs> to, like, I <laughs> I don't even know what I would put, like, for experience, like, yeah, I've been around the world a couple times, but, like, I haven't really had a job, I mean, yeah, I have, but I've had a job, but it's it's completely different to, like, what everyone else is used to doing my age, you know? Absolutely, and you know, there's that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you're 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 living the dream, and doing what you want. So that's all that really matters. And and you know, I think to a certain extent, there's like a way to market your what you've learned from scootering. You just have to like figure it out in a way. Like, yeah. um, you know, that was always a weird thing with me, like merging my like what I've learned because I've learned so much from scootering. It's kind of developed me into who I am. But like, how do you um market your your scootering skills in like a professional like job setting standard? You know, because they they are important and you know you learn to like promote um based off having sponsors for several years you know um so you know that's a pretty pretty valuable asset in itself um yeah but going back just i was just very intrigued i never knew you did bmx racing that makes so much sense because you know you are able to pretty much pump and go faster than essentially everyone in the world (laughs) um yeah not gonna, flex, not gonna flex anything but i was the fastest in the world on a scooter at last year's no wait two years ago world and last year brendan 
Branson Smith bait me, but I call bullshit. <laughs> at the uh, the scooter cross, right? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Was, he definitely he definitely raced better than me. I dude, I jumped this like roller just straight to flat. I was like, oh my god, oh, I'm man. done for. But dude, he had like one. He had like those huge wheels, big ass bearings. I just had like rear yeah. wheels. Still yeah. could beat him. I'm coming for him next year. Like he thinks yeah. that he's safe with his big ass wheels, but <gasps> who knows? River might be coming out with bigger wheels. So I'm, I'm oh, gonna yeah? be stepping up to that plate with gold in my vision. You know, I'm gonna be dropping in just with tunnel vision, mate. Yeah, that's exciting. Honestly, <laughs> I think I'd love to do that because I like to go fast. So I might yeah, the scooter cross is fun as until you eat it. Yeah, but, no, yeah. I think I actually might try and do that next year. When it, yeah. That sounds great. But so uh, tell me when you uh, how long were you BMX racing until roughly? Um, I was probably racing BMX from like, let me see. I probably started when I was like five ish. I wow. want to say I want to say five. Yeah, yeah. And I probably did it until I was like five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe like ten. Okay, cool. Nine, ten. So I did yeah. it for like a good five years, okay, but sweet. it just got to the point where like I would sit at the racetrack all day and you would do like three races and like it was just turning into the thing that I hated the most, which was like sitting still. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, do my yeah. races. And I was also playing like a lot of sports, like throughout my whole life. I played like baseball, like AFL, soccer, um, yeah, it's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Oh uh, no, actually, like this will also make a lot of sense. I did trampolining for like a really like pretty much. My neighbors had a trampoline, so I was always on it, just doing like flips. And then I actually started doing trampolining, and they tried to teach me like how to properly do it, and I was like, nah, like I'm only here to jump on the Olympic trampoline. <laughs> like, That's so funny. Yeah. yeah, and I imagine that probably translated to, uh, you know, helping you feel more comfortable in the air and, this, like, while doing flips and whatnot on your scooter, yeah? Yeah, I feel like just the mix of, like, um, racing BMX, so, like, the pumping and, like, growing up riding trails and, like, jumping big gaps and, you yeah. know, doing trampolining and not being afraid of heights and doing flips and double flips and 360 flips, just, like, air, instant air awareness, like, from a young age and i just have continued that and it's just i've been able to like transform that into riding a scooter you know yeah no that actually makes so much sense because you know a lot of people um a lot of riders now they don't have that pumped but they have the air awareness so then yeah like, you when can you tell can, when they don't have yeah. the pump yeah and then so when you're able to combine it. you know when you're able to combine both something almost no one you know very 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 few riders in the whole world can do like that's why I think, you know, your riding so special because you, you're able to pump faster than everyone, but you can have more airtime to actually accomplish the hardest tricks with the, the air awareness, you know? Yeah. So combining all that is, you know, definitely the key is to, like, everything, really. Or yeah, to, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just cool. uh, picked, my, yeah. Um, picked my choices pretty right when I was growing up. I mean, like... I feel like if I were to get a motorbike when I asked for it, I'd either be like the best in the world right now and just be a complete beast at it or just be dead, you know? Like, oh man. Yeah. It's just like one or the other. Like, motorbikes are so risky. Like, yeah, that they life yeah. and death. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. 
So, Dylan, you're you're constantly pushing yourself, you know, and, and pretty much the limits of what's possible on a scooter. How are you? How are you able to push the level at uh, or push yourself at the level you do? You know, like what motivates you to keep going? I don't even know. People ask me what motivates me all the time, and I, I can't even give them an answer. Yeah. <laughs> like Is I try it... to, I try to think of like my life without like scooters and what I'm doing right now, and I would just be so bored. Yeah. Like, so you think it's just uh because it's fun, you know? That... Literally, like I just yeah. have fun doing it. Like I always keep you occupied. I always forget that I have like some hectic name. Like I always seem to forget. I'm always at the skate park and I'm just like doing my thing. Like, you know, just people looking at me funny. I'm like, what are you looking at? And I'm just realizing that they're just fanboying. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, damn, they probably know me. That's so fucked. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? It's insane. Yeah. Never, never thought that it'd get this hectic, but not complaining. It's sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird. I don't know. I'd like, I just love doing stuff. Like, I don't like not doing anything. Absolutely, yeah. Of course, like, I have days off where I just do nothing. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't love do those days. So, I can't really say I don't love doing nothing because I do. But, yeah, like... But after doing so much things, doing nothing yeah, but, like, so rewarding, you know? Yeah. You know, like, I can't just sit in my bed for, like, a week straight. I'll have to, like, at least just, like, go swimming or go to the beach, go snorkeling, yeah. go to the gym. Like, if it's even just not riding, riding my bike, like, just doing anything, like... I, I guess, I guess, yeah. I always just resort to having the most fun on a scooter, you know? So, I always yeah. just do that the most. Oh, like, thanks. Thanks obviously, perfect. I ride bikes a bit, but um, what's the point of getting hurt on a bike if I can get hurt on a scooter, you know? Like, may as well do it. Yeah. Something I'm getting paid for, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. 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 No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I have a lot of energy as well. And, you know, like when I get on my scooters, just like, all right, I just like get to unleash my energy in a way. So it feels good. Yeah. 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 I, it's people say this all the time, but it's like a super easy way to just like block out everything that's sort of going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like really important, especially if you have like such a big name, like I do, like, people think it's probably like it's just such a blessed life where it's like everything just gets handed to you but it's like i didn't even ask for this like not trying to seem like i don't want it or anything but like dude when i started riding scooters this shit did not exist like you could not go this far with a scooter so i was just like doing it for fun and now it's like i turned like this into a job i guess but you know yeah it's yeah. hectic yeah well it's, that's what you know it's it's crazy where life can take you. You know, things happen. You you never expect it. That's that's something I find for sure. Yeah, yeah. Who who inspires you, Dylan? Um, do you have like a biggest inspiration inspirations or or mentor who's helped shape you who you are today? Um, pretty much everyone at my local. <laughs> like they all pushed me to just like, obviously like, Travis Pastrana is my biggest inspiration. He's yeah. like ever since I could like think for myself it was just like tp but um <laughs> yeah i don't know when i started riding i've always had like i guess it's just like testosterone like you've always wanted to like be the best like not like in a world sense just like you always want to be the best at your skate park yeah so like when i would ride i would like i was obviously like really really shitty at the start so everyone was better than me so i felt 
what it was like to not be as good as someone. So I was like, damn, I want to be better than him. Like, I just want to be better than him at what he's doing. You know, like yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird drive, but that's just how I think. Like, yeah, if someone can do something, then like I kind of want to do it better. In a way, yeah. that's like now that like I look back on how I used to think, like that's definitely how I used to think. Okay. Because I used to just go to the skate park, man, and send it. Like I'd, like I'd, I'd obviously have the control already, so like I could pump and like know when to jump, and I wasn't like a complete spastic. So I would like, as soon as I learned flips, it was just game over. It was like, what could I flip? How low can I flip it? How far can I flip it? Like just all that, just pushing it, just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. But it was always me and my like three friends that rode, four friends around my local that like I remember the most. And then obviously I rode with um, Juzzy and Vince Kinner and um, probably don't know some of these names like Harrison Michaelis and Taylor Grace, like all those guys back in the day, like really influenced me to just like push myself, I guess. And yeah. The people I looked up to when I started riding scooters was like Max Peters, Luke Pickett, Jackson Andrew Arthur, Cody Donovan. I didn't really know any Americans. I knew Dakota because of that um, Razor Scooter video. Yeah. And the, and the Fresh Park ramp. Yeah, yeah. But I, I knew of that before I even rode scooters. I don't even know how. But I've known of that video for so long. Like, pretty much, like, as soon as it came out, I knew about that video. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, not many Americans, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, just like the Aussie scene. The Aussie scene was hectic. Absolutely. It's funny. I was like, I just stayed at Max's house last night. Like Max <laughs> is like one of my best mates now. Like <laughs> I remember when I used to see like the old MGP team, like do their tours. Like I used to go to Ramp Fest and like all their tour stops and like being like, you can see me in the sticker throwouts in the um, MGP christmas video i think or the <laughs> tour. So in what in one of the old mgp tour videos you can just see me just frothing stickers and like <laughs> at ramp fest and like I'm, so in, I'm in like heaps of um like the background clips like i'm just standing in the background like, with like purple jeans on and like brendan smith's like one of his first big web edits where like he does like a 360 inward over Ramp Fest by and I'm just standing there with like my Mad Gear Christmas shirt on and purple jeans with oh dude, I was so cringe. Oh my god. Hey, we all start somewhere, so yeah. 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 It was the steez back then, man. Like skinny tight jeans that were colored and like whatever shirt you wanted to rep, you know. Sick. Yeah. I used to have so many colored jeans. Yeah, Not even gonna like I used to have red, purple. I don't think I've had or oh, maybe had white for a bit. <laughs> red red were the best <laughs> hell yeah yeah but yeah no, um, not cool not anymore i might have to bring him back <laughs> yeah i want to see uh i want to see a clip tag me and some red jeans all right <laughs> uh, cool um if if there's a biggest lesson that you've learned from scootering is there a biggest lesson you've learned from scootering and, and i guess how does it apply to your life like on and off the scooter if there is a biggest lesson um save your money <laughs> save your money yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, if, especially if you're out here winning like especially if you're out here winning comps like all the time like i look around my room right now there's like 
ten thousand dollar check, three thousand, three thousand, three thousand, five hundred, five hundred, five hundred, five hundred thousand, thousand, thousand. Like, dude, it all adds up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know you don't realize how uh, how lucky you are to to have that money until it's gone. And yeah, don't uh, be that don't be that pro that like flexes his money because like bro, you don't have it. Like unless you're doing some other grind, like if yeah. you're just riding scooters, like you're not out there buying Gucci and Louis every month. Like, well, you might be buying it and then you know wasting all your money and have none to do anything else. So you know, yeah, that's you the thing. Like, traveling, but you'll they'll, they'll buy that. They'll buy all that stuff and like flex looking rich you know yeah I, and then yeah, they I won't the point, have, like i feel like the people that wear that kind of clothing actually just don't have money <laughs> like it, it's all man, I like obviously not everyone but a lot of people yeah. that do that kind of stuff but nah i don't know just don't get too like the one of the biggest lessons i've learned would just to be like everything that's good comes to an end so and yeah. everything ha- and everything happens for a reason. So like Absolutely. if someone, if you break your leg, like um like for instance, I was at Woodward and I lost my ankle brace and I was like, man, I don't really care. But I kinda did because I was trying to film some like pretty hectic stuff. But you know, I lost my ankle brace. I was like, whatever, I'll just push on, I won't wear an ankle brace. And then someone was like, Yo, I got an ankle brace you can use. So I put it on my bad ankle which was like my left ankle at the time and then i tried a 720 bar whip bar over this box thing at woodward west like yeah run jump like the spine box yeah thing. yeah and just like under rotated sat on my right ankle just completely folded my ankle and i ended up dislocated my ankle and it broke the bottom of my leg but they were saying that if i wore an ankle brace because the um ankle would have been stable my ankle would have still folded but it would have just snapped my leg like it would have snapped my tib and fib and i would have had wow. to get like plates and screws and stuff so like wow you know everything yeah. happens for a reason bro and like who knows i might have like worn the ankle brace my day could have been different by like a minute because i put it on differently and then wow. you know landed the 720 bar with bar and then 20 minutes later could have broken my neck you never know like <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. like it you really got to look at it in that sense because like if you don't look at it like that like if you don't look at it like everything happens for a reason you're just going to drive yourself insane because like three bad things or four bad things five bad things could happen to you in a row and you could just be like dude this is fucked like someone's out to get me like yeah i I have the worst luck right now but like every like because that thing happened something else didn't you know yeah no, without a doubt. Yeah, for for me, I uh, you know, one thing I always really focus on is that uh, I never let my external situations or circumstances like determine my my mentality or my happiness. Like, so let's say you know I get hurt. Um, let's say um, something uh something bad happens in my life. You know, it's that I can't control. Um, yeah, I try to never let that uh like let that get to my head because you know you can't control it why focus on it it is what it is accept it and uh you know everything does happen for a reason like sometimes i've had some injuries and i've been like oh my goodness how am i gonna i can't believe i'm hurt and then sometimes a good thing can happen out of an injury like you never yeah. know there's lots of blessings in disguises even though you think you know you think you know what you want sometimes life just just hits you real quick and then 
you know, maybe it was a great thing that something that appeared to be bad happened. Yeah, that's yeah. like the main thing with me, especially when I get injured, I get so depressed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just sit at home, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's when you got to think of that little saying and then you can just push through it. I mean, like, I've had pretty bad injuries and, you know. Yeah, no, of course. I don't, I don't even care. It's you live and you learn. Don't fucking do it again. Yeah, you live and you learn. Exactly. And, you know, I think for, for me is the more injuries I've gotten, the more I, uh, I'm like my mentality gets stronger because I realize, you know, like. How, yeah, it's how also kind of a bad thing because, like, you break your leg and then you come back and you're like, damn, my leg doesn't even hurt. Like, I'm fucking invincible. Like, I could <laughs> break my leg again. It would be sweet. <laughs> like, yeah, every sad. injury that I've had I hasn't really played effect in, like, my life up until this point. Like, I've, like, had surgery on my knee, like, broken my arm, broken my leg, broken my foot, broken my hand, torn my tricep probably have something wrong with my elbow right now but um yeah you can pretty much overcome anything it's true obviously obviously there's some horrific injuries that you won't be able to overcome to your fullest but like you know yeah 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 i'm not talking about those situations that's a completely different story absolutely yeah i really it really amazes me i feel like the body is almost magical in a sense you know like you you think uh it's going to be way worse than, than, you know, something is. And then, boom, give it a few months like you're healthy as ever. And But, you know, it also comes with a lot of persistence to have the desire to heal your body. I really think uh, I mean, your mentality plays an aspect in everything. So, like, if you want to heal and you work for it, you're, you're going to feel better. And yeah, bro, mindset's everything. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, um, t- take us, th- if, if there is a form of typical day in your life, like, try and take us through a day in your life. But... I know it might be a little bit sporadic and random, but if it were an average day, what would take us through the day? Um, usually I wake up, go into the kitchen, make a chocolate milk and have a jam donut, then go to Empire and do a nothing front to whip over the step up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Um, shout out to anyone that knows that reference because you're a true fan. Um, I would wake up, Usually the night before, I kind of like we have a group, like a Melbourne group that we'll just like talk about where we want to ride and what's doing this week and all that. And usually I'll just, um, you know, wake up already kind of knowing what's going on. If I don't, then I'll try and get onto it pretty quickly. So yeah. if I if we already know what's going on, I'll usually just drive to where the sesh is or. You know, wouldn't yeah, get yeah. the train. That's Paul if I got a car. <laughs> right. So I get the car, drive it, have a sesh, you know. Just usually would spend probably like, we don't like to wake up super, super late. We'll probably get the day going at like 10. Like we'll meet at the first spot at like 10, 11 maybe. Okay. And then we'll just ride for however long we want to ride, grab some food, you know, just kick back, talk about stuff. And then usually we end up at max's house when we ride like max has like the chill house it's sick ass it's got aircon so it's sick especially yeah. in summer and max is always down to go swimming and stuff so you know in summer like a typical day would be like wake up early go ride for the morning and then the rest of the day just go swim and then yeah. when we're done swimming just it'd probably be like getting close to dusk and then just go have a like little chill sesh at like um 
like a little park, like a seafood, like, you know, seafood. I don't know if you know that park. It's just like, um, it's closer to Max's area. It's actually like the area Max lives in, but it's just like a nice chill, like little park with ledges and rails and like a Wait. three foot quarter and a bank. You've definitely, it's all over Max's Instagram. You yeah. Know, like, I'm, it, I might know it. Uh, I'm sure I know it, but I don't know by name. And like, it, it's parents. that like, it's that kind of green one with like the down flat square rail. And it's just okay. like a one, like there's only one direction you can ride in this park. It's just up and back. It's sick yeah. as. But yeah, we always end up session there. But say if I'm not riding, I'll, um, I have like a bunch of friends that don't ride scooters. So like, um, they're into all the stuff that they're into. So I'll, um, when I want to break from all the riding, I'll just go hang out with them and go out, chill in the city buy a slab of beers and go in the botanical gardens and kick back, have a relaxing one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta kick back every, every once in a while, you know, otherwise you're just going to be too stressed out all the time. Oh, well, that's just, that's just me. No, I, I get you. Absolutely. I, uh, but I have not skills. a lot of people live the same life as we do in a sense. Yeah. Especially the life that I live a lot of, well, none of my mates live the life that I live. So, yeah. Yeah, no one lives the same life as anyone. It can be similar. So, like, I can be, like, on a Wednesday, say, I've been riding Monday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I've ridden or done some sort of physical activity. Wednesday, I'm just completely destroyed. I'll just lay in bed all day. My mates will be like, oh, what'd you do Wednesday? I'll be like, yeah, just nothing, really. And they're like, how can you just do nothing? I'm like, you don't fucking know. Shut up. Like, <laughs> try, try slamming concrete. See how, see how good that feels. Yeah, yeah. See how much you'll want to move and do stuff the next day after you just like completely bodied yourself into wood. Oh man, yeah. Now I get your rest is good, activity is good. You know, balance is essential for a healthy life. I think. Yeah. I also have like a a chiropractor and a physio that I see. Oh, he's like two and one pretty much. Yeah, he hooks it up. I go there and pretty much he saves my life just like cracks my back into place because like i don't know if you know anything but about backs and stuff but like if just the slightest thing could be off in your back then like your whole like nervous system can just be like non-cooperative and like your legs will hurt and all this and so i go there he fixes me up once a week the place is called movement studio melbourne and it's in um baronia to anyone listening to this who is from melbourne if you like suffer from any kind of pains which you definitely would if you ride scooters like seriously this guy his name's graham just ask for graham at movement studio and tell him that you do what i do and bro you will be feeling like tip top i'm telling you like every time i leave that place i just it's like i've respawned (laughs) well that's like the best way to put it it's like I walk in there with like an injury and I'll walk out. Maybe it won't be gone, but it'll definitely be feeling a lot better and I'll be on a way better road to recovery than previously, if you feel. Yeah. No, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you, uh, you go to the gym as well, right? Uh, on top of the car. Yeah. How yeah I go to the, I go to the gym a lot, not a lot, but standard three, four times a week. I try three okay. at least, but yeah, it's, because I'm quite tall as it is. I'm six foot two. Yeah. And that I'm probably like one of the tallest pros. No, not like one of the tallest, but especially in the park scene. Like if You're you definitely look at one top, of the taller guys. If, if you if you look at top 10 in the last or in any, oh, no, yeah, like the last world that I was in, like 
I'm going to be a lot taller than a lot of them. So obviously I don't want to put on a lot of weight because I'm, I don't want to be buff as, you know, I kind of yeah. want to be lean. So I, I kind of just keep it chill at the gym, just like just stay in shape. Cause when I ride, like I sweat so much, like it's such a cardio workout when I ride. Cause I like to ride, especially when I'm by myself. Like if I got no one to talk to, like I'll ride till I like can't breathe. Like I'll just, <laughs> I'll just ride, 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 ride until I physically cannot ride. Like, yeah. And that's like a good day for me. Like even when I set out to just go have a chill one, I just always end up like thinking about this trick. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that's possible. And the first attempt, I always get super close. I'm like, dude, so possible. I (laughs) end up spending like four hours just trying this one trick, not even on film, just like trying it just to like try and see if I can do it. Well, you know, you get it, you don't. Yeah. Still, it's another day. You <laughs> live and you learn, you know. You, you're closer than when you started, so you may as well Absolutely. go back and try it again. And that's kind of like my drive. Like, I have so many scooters that uh, – so many scooters. I have so many tricks in my head that just have been just haunting me. Like, just haunting me, bro. Yeah, like, I, I just want to do a little, a little sneak peek in it, one or two. Nah, no, I can't do that. That's right, that's right. But like you should just know that like if it's scaring me, then like it's gonna be some some next level. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's insane. I was just yeah, I figured I'd ask. Um, <laughs> yeah, you never know. I could always leak it, but you never know till you ask, well, right? G- give one to give one to our listeners. They've been listening to you for a while. Just give them one. Um, no, no, that's yeah, dude. All right, I'll tell you one that I wouldn't even care okay. if you knew. Like, dude, I've always wanted to do a bride double whip bar bar air dude i got so close to it like so many times like i've done the bride double whip thrown the bar bar like landed it and slid out or dropped a foot or some bullshit like oh it's so annoying but uh can't really be bothered with it anymore i think i might just have to let that one go or i might just you know try it now that it's in my head again i'll probably just do it yeah give me a send it to me i won't show it to anyone i just want to see it when you land it <laughs> yeah i'll um, try and do it yeah um going back in the, the gym regards i'm i'm curious do you do you ever do like any like meditation or yoga or just like strictly like gym and chiropractor um yeah i do some yoga but i don't do yoga in um like the sense where I'm like meditating, I kind of do it for like more balance. I do like a lot of like standing up on one leg yoga. Okay. Cause like, I feel like that's a really vital aspect of scooters. Like if you got no balance, you're, you're fucked. Like yeah. <laughs> you need balance. So like, and there's always ways to improve your balance. So like, you never know like how far you can, like, obviously if you do anything for long enough, you'll get good at it. So if you do, balance exercises you're just going to be better at balancing so yeah yeah without a do a lot of a lot of that stuff but yeah i always like to get home and just like put some noise cancellation headphones on and just like lay in my bed and just put like rainforest sounds on or like waves i actually don't do waves that much anymore because like one time i felt just recently i fell asleep with like waves crashing and like i woke up man just like wet just like <laughs> sweating bro like i was like my bed was like drenched i was like yeah right. might give the waves in this for now but i i definitely get around the rainforest vibes and 
I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan just talk shit and I just zone out and just focus on my breathing because like it's good to just take some time out of your day to just like chill just yeah. sort of relax no without a doubt I was just curious if you know uh that that's something you do because uh, you know it's it's definitely hard sometimes for people with high energy I have a lot of energy but I also do like have a, a calm side to me as well so yeah yeah I'm really hyperactive too but everyone has a calm side like you can't be hyper all the time exactly like you gotta have a, yeah gotta have a, gotta have a yeah. chill yeah all right so we're gonna we're gonna switch it up from that topic a bit let's let's hear what what's the best memory in your life dylan Fuck, this is a hard one. Oh yeah it, it maybe if if there's not one specific one maybe you can give us a couple or like one of the best or better times all right um so I got a few. Yeah, give us whatever you want. Um, straight off the bat, meeting Travis Pastrana—that was hectic. I was like, "Oh my god, tick that one off the bucket list." Like, yeah. it's so weird seeing someone through a screen your whole life. Yeah, and through like magazines and, um, you know, wait one sec. Um, I'm just changing positions. <laughs> no worries. Um, so Travis Pastrana, like, um. Meeting him was hectic. And then, like, him knowing my name. Like, I remember, like, I did a few Nitro shows with them. And then they came back another year. Like, I remember I did, because I was riding the Triganter ramp. And I did, like, I did a flip inward quad whip. What? Over the the last, like, box. So, on the Triganter, I I flipped the first, kicky-kicky'd the second, then flipped inward quad the last. And Travis was at the end. Travis was standing at the end. And, like, I, like, get up out of like the airbag and he's just like hands on his head like what did i just see and i was just like i was like oh my god like he's, he's fanboying right now this is so fucked so yeah that, that was crazy and then like when i saw him again like he like called me by name and i was just like what is going on like i probably fanboy a little too hard but like i don't even care yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. Every everyone has that person that if they saw it, they would just be like, "What?" Yeah, no, without a doubt. Yeah. So, in in going back to you know, you were talking about how you were sessioning solo at the skate park, and you know, all the kids were looking. Oh at wait, you, I got I got more. I got more best moments. Sorry. Yeah, let's hear them. Every single time I won best trick at Worlds, so like three years in a row that I won it, I was just like, "What the fuck." Yeah, same same sort of deal. Give us a, winning... uh, just a quick recap on the tricks you did. Um, the first year, the first year was the funniest man because like I had just come second at Worlds, and like the year before that, I didn't even go to Australian. T- like the year before that, I'd pretty much never even like got top three in a comp. Like I, it was retarded. I when I came second at Worlds, I was like on the verge of crying. Like I was, I was like, what's going on right now? And what? Then they're like, yeah, best tricks on. I was like, yeah, sick. Go out there. I'm like, I'm going to do one trick and just dip. Like, hopefully it'll be good enough. Uh-huh. And I did. I'm pretty sure it was first shot. First or second shot, definitely. It was not more than two shots. I did flip, double whip, rewind, kickless, and then just, like, sat down. Watched Coda snap his deck, and I was just, like, laughing and just enjoying life. And then they were like, and the, like, I think it was 2013 best trick winner is... With a backflip, because I remember Archie Cole did a double flare, and that won it the year before. And Archie Cole was sitting there just so hyped, just getting ready to win it, man. <laughs> just like, with a backflip, double. As soon as they said double whip, I was just like, what 
is happening when I got my check. Then the next year, bro, the next year was like the highlight of like me as like a scooter rider. Like the Rush 2014 Worlds in the best trick section where it was like 30 minute jam, do as many best tricks as you can. Like, and the winner is like the best trick. Obviously, I was just like, this is my shit. Yeah. I get so hyped when there's like a time, like when there's a time frame and you have to land it. Like, that's my drive, man. Like, when I'm like standing up there trying to land a web edit trick, I'll be like, all right, if I don't land it this shot, the world will end. Like, I'm going to die. My whole family's going to die. If I don't land it this shot, like, that's it. Like, this is done. My whole life, this is done. And like, I. But then you, 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 really you don't land it and you keep telling that to yourself, right? Yeah. And I remember, man, like, I had just released my web edit. And that had, like, a bunch of tricks that, like, no one had ever seen before. And, like, I had, like, worked my ass off for, like, a lot of those tricks. And I remember just riding this Rush quarter. Like, the the quarter pipe at Rush, like, the eight-foot quarter in the back is, like, the best quarter ever in the world. I don't care what anyone says. It's the best. You can get the best speed for it. You can get the most height. It's, like, the nicest transition. I did, like, I remember I did Buttercup Baba, Bry Whip Baba, um, I did a flare inward whip. I did all the uh, way back in 2014 flare inward whip. Yeah, I did. Wow. I did flare. Um, no, I did bride trip whip to bar. I yeah. did like quad truck over the box, like 360 whip triple bar over the box, and then obviously like the flare quad bar, which is like the thing that won it for me. Which is like I did a flare triple bar. I remember. I, I didn't even think I was gonna do it. I I did a flare triple bar like as high as I could, I guess yeah and i go back up the quarter and jesse like jesse bays is just like bro you could do four so easy and i was like you reckon and he was like yeah and i was like yeah i'll give it a crack because it was like <sighs> i reckon there was like 15 minutes left of this like like those 15 minutes down and i'd already done like half of my web edit on this one quarter like, oh my goodness retarded. so i was like yeah all right, i got a bit of time to like fuck around with this so i pretty much landed it within like five shots i think Wow. I think I th- I think I threw it. I think I threw it once and like slid out and I was like, damn, that's so possible. And I remember Clayton did that buttercup drop and then like right where I was getting speed and then like he threw a scooter and like everyone was like crowding around him, like right where I was getting speed. I was like, Clayton, celebrate somewhere else. Get out of my way. I'm trying to do this trick. And like made everyone just move and like <laughs> landed it like within the next two shots and oh my goodness like the, the slow motion footage of that that nick a got so good because i just go up and it's just one two and you just see every single person in the background just watching me and then like wow. as soon as i land like my hand just gets on the bar and as soon as it gets on like as soon as i know i'm rolling away my hand just comes up and my face is just like ah! like and then i just got swarmed and then yeah i won that one too and then the next year at extreme barcelona i did like so many tricks again like probably did like a good eight or nine tricks like flip in with whip bar 360 um whip no 360 double whip bar whip bar um i did that flare bar wow. over the, i did the flare bar over the spine which was like oh yeah i remember the, that that was like the the best moment because it was like they had announced it was like everyone's last attempt and they were like this is your last attempt i was just like boom here we go i don't even need to set the set the pressure it's already here so i just yeah slay barred the spine and landed that i was like what but wow. i think the trick that won it for me that year was the flip triple whip barba over the box okay i don't think it was actually the 
um, the flare bar and I it was the flip trip with Baba. But yeah, that was that was also insane. That yeah. those moments, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Now, so those were the best memories of your life. Tell us what in what you think is the biggest accomplishment of your life. I don't know, like just where I am right now, like yeah, like yeah. present present day. Like I haven't done more in my life than I have now. You know, like right now I'm at like my peak. And I feel like my peak's not going down. Like, I'm only going up from here, you know? Like, there's different peaks to it, I feel. Like, you can you can advance in so many different ways of life. Like, it doesn't have to just be scootering. Like, obviously, like, I have, like, insane comp winnings. And, like, I've got second at Worlds, like, three times. And I've won best trick at World Championships three times. And... I won King of Park this year, or last year. Yeah. AO, AO won um, the World Cup. I just released like my signature wheel. I got signature decks, signature grip tape, signature completes. I got stickers, keychains of myself. Like, I got a bloody Nissan Skyline. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah. And it's wide bodied. Like, what? Get around it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, also, no, finishing school, like, finishing school is a big one for me. Like, even though I kind of, like, left in a, like, they, I kind of got, like, asked to leave because I was just, like, too long of a story. But I, it was good. It was good for me that they asked me, me to leave. They're like, we'll give you a year 12 pass. Just, like, don't come back. There's no point. Like, you've already pretty much passed. Just, like, leave. I was like, yeah, all right. Oh, wow. Didn't oh, get to yeah. go to graduation, but fuck that. I didn't even want to go. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah. Finishing school, I guess, is a yeah. I don't even care anymore now that I talk about it. Yeah, I've done way sicker things. School was easy. Yeah, yeah. The hardest uh, thing about school was staying out of trouble. You know. Yeah, but I feel like so many scooter riders that are like the exact same. They're just like, yeah, dude, I hated school. Always just wanted to go to the skate park. No, it's fair. I I get it. Yeah. But then yeah. there's a lot of scooter riders that are super smart and they want to do big things. Whatever, you know. There's so many different different ways of determining whatever big things is. You know, every every yeah. person is different. You know, there's no right or wrong. Whatever one feels, you know, is best for them is is what's best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we touched on it a little bit before, but so are you able to make a living solely from scooter riding? Yeah, I've never had a job, so cool. Well, that's pretty I, amazing. I pay for everything myself. Like, I pay for my. Most of my food, like, obviously, I live at home with my parents, so um, I have some, like, home-cooked meals and stuff, but, um, yeah, pay for my, I pay rent and um, pay for my car, pay for everything, phone bill, everything. Okay, sweet, yeah. And in, in the I travel, like it, can you hear me good? Is this, is it, like, echoing or anything? Um, it's, it's a bit worse, so... Okay, I'm just going to the toilet real quick. <laughs> no but, um, yeah, no, I I feel like it would be hard to live off one sponsor. Yeah. But you don't have to have one sponsor. That's what people don't – that's what pros don't understand. They're like, they're like, oh, they work so hard to get 
sponsored and whatnot and then they get on a team and they're like right i've done it it's like no you haven't you've only just started like if you can get on one team you can get on 10 teams that's what people yeah. don't realize like, yeah right now the like the main reason that i can live off what i'm doing is because i um have a fair few incomes you know like it's yeah. not just it's not just one company that i'm like solely relying on it's like Obviously, some companies pay me more than others, but it's all a combined thing at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Like, if you look at a bike rider, like, they got wheel sponsors, seat sponsors, frame, bar sponsor, like, fork sponsor, drink sponsor, like, all, they've got so many different ways to, like, branch themselves out. And scooter riders really, you, you don't see a lot of pros with more than, say, like, three sponsors. Yeah, like usually it's just the shop or the manufacturer. Yeah, you would never see like, I mean, like you do see it in some cases, but it's rare that you see like, say, someone sponsored by like, like for me, like I'm on AO and I'm on River, and I'm on Heligrip. Yeah, so that's like three big companies right there that I can all get like an income from. Yeah, and then I've got the Scooter Farm, which is the shop, and then I've got, I I, I had a clothing sponsor for a while. Technically, they still send me clothes, but right now i'm doing my own merch so like that's like a, a another income right there and then you know you got the chiropractor that you save money on because you get it for free and then you got other sponsors that um will just pay you to like influence their company because i have such like a reach on instagram like yeah I've like i have 220 something thousand followers and my stories get like twenty thousand views like brands see that and they get wet they're like oh my god we need that like we'll pay you to do this and this and i'll say okay because i'm there's this company in australia called pickstar and it's um pretty much like a website that you can go on and you can pick all these like different athletes say like you want like a afl player or a rugby player that to come um do like a presentation at or do like a speech at a school or something like people can look at different sport, different like profiles for like athletes and they can, they can book them to do stuff. So like I've been getting like a ton of stuff where I'm like doing day clinics with kids and, you know, going and um, filming like tutorials for people's apps that they want to teach other people yeah. to ride scooters with. And like, um, just like in a couple of days, I'll be going to Newcastle, which is like in New South Wales, just to do like a just a day clinic, just hang out with all the kids down there and just like promote this app where people can learn how to ride scooters from me. And yeah, I also do a lot of lessons. So like I do term coaching. So like, you know how you have like terms in school? You have yeah. like first term, so like semesters kind of, but terms. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So I do term coaching. So every Wednesday at Empire, um, there's like a beginner intermediate and advanced class they all go for an hour and they go throughout the whole term so i do that every wednesday just teaching oh, kids awesome. and, and then on the side i do a lot of like private lessons and um getting kids ready for comps teaching them how to like flow a little better and get their lines going and it always works out man like every single kid that i've taught has always landed on the podium like if they're not winning they're no less than third it's so sick that's amazing that's amazing and their parents are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, how did you do this? <laughs> because I, when I was a kid, I, ta- I taught everything myself. Like, even with school, like, I couldn't listen to a teacher. Like, I hated 
listening to them. So I would go home and just like watch like uh, videos on how to do whatever they were trying to teach because I could like rewind it and stuff. And I feel like that's cool with the app. But also when I was a little kid riding scooters, I would never, ever even like think about riding near a pro. Like I would be like, no way. I'm not crashing in front of him. Like that'd be so embarrassing. Like I don't even want to like, I don't want even like, I remember when, like, Luke Pickett used to, like, come to my local. I used to just, like, sit down and just not ride. I'd be like, yeah, nah. Really? Yeah, nah. Yeah. Wow. Like, let alone, like, talk to That's them. That's crazy. Like, yeah. But now it's, like, completely different. Like, kids will come up to me and, like, ask me, like, personal questions. It's like, Jesus, where's your <laughs> filter? Like, why aren't you scared of me? Like, am I not intimidating to you? Like, no, I, you're, I just, was, you know, I, you're just a person. Yeah. I don't know why I, like used to think that i it used to be way different when i was a kid like social media really wasn't a thing so yeah. like you couldn't yeah. really like have like a fake interaction with someone and then like meet them in real life and be like oh yeah we've talked online blah 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 it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you meet them and it's just like them in the bare flesh and you're just like oh my god this is happening yeah. <laughs> like no, no, I get you. but it's cool now that like i can i can be like a teacher for these kids and they don't have to feel like i felt like they don't have to feel like they should be scared to come and talk to me and like ask how to do a trick because like I know how to do every single trick that they want to know how to do. And I can yeah. break it down for them and teach them how to do it because that was the biggest thing for me, learning tricks. Like I learned that if you could just break the trick down, it beca- it became like a hundred times easier. Like if you just know how to break a, like a three combo trick down, say into like th- it's three different parts and you know what to do when it's just like a completely, completely different ball game. Like Absolutely. it's insane. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Lessons is like a main source of income for me too, which is sick. No, but it's good because awesome. like I'm I'm also giving back to the community, you know, like these kids like look forward to these lessons every week. Like they get yeah. to ride with me, like it's so sick. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like it's exciting, like uh, you know, you get to make money by doing good. That's kind of yeah. my whole uh my whole ho- hopeful initiative with Oleos, you know. Hopefully I get to help the scooter community grow and uh and be able to hopefully make uh you know, living by helping grow our sport, um, or at least, you know, enough money from, I don't need much money. I'm pretty fucking simple. Um, but you know, make some money from doing good. Um, that's, that's really a main focus in my life is, you know, I want to help to, uh, inspire and, um, provide good for the world and hopefully doing, doing good. I can earn money rather than having to do some, you know, useless job or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, if there were no limits at all, what would the best day in your life look like? Like it can be completely unrealistic. Um, it can be imaginary, like use your imagination to the fullest extent. Take us from the beginning of the day to the end. Like who'd you be uh, with? So like where would you be? I would wake up in my bed. I wouldn't really change too much about like oh actually if I could be anywhere, I'd probably just be like, all right, let's be in Japan real quick. So I'd wake up in Japan in like my little like time capsule in like my <laughs> in my like shitty hostel yeah. and then like i go downstairs in the elevator and get like whatever the average like shitty breakfast is in <laughs> japan and then i'm like go to the like front person at the desk and i'm like yo give me my keys because like my keys are like locked in a safe in my car and they're like all right here are your keys mr morrison i take them and i go out to the garage in the back and then like 
you just go from this shitty like apartment with like shit food and everything and you just go outside and there's this pimp garage with like three nice ass japanese cars like boom first one i see r33 gtst fully done up she's boosted sitting at 30 psi like i don't care how if this car's gonna break down like this is just a day <laughs> so i'm like right, i'm gonna pick the r33 like i drove the s15 yesterday and the nsx is like my car for picking up chicks and so i'm just gonna thrash this r33 i'm like whoa it's wet outside and no one's on the road so i'm just boom drifting every corner to the skate park wherever fucking skate park they are oh no actually i'm driving to that massive one i think it's yeah. in china so i'm driving yeah. from smp right yeah yeah so i'm like i said it in my like uh my ways and it says it i have no fucking clue how far it is from where i am but i just know it's gonna be a sick drive because it's like kind of wet on the floor and i'm just thrashing my car in every corner get to the skate park with no crashes and my car is still running film a sick insta and then go home and fuck i don't know that's already such a sick day i'd probably be pooped yeah I'd probably actually, I'd probably like want to have a fat resi sesh with like all the boys. That's yes. so fun. Just having like a like yesterday at Ramp Fest, me, Billy, Maddie, Max, Ollie Thompson, like all the boys, which uh, Jeremy, Marin, we were all just seshing the resi just all day, just having so much fun. It was sick. so sweet. Yeah, but yeah, I'd probably grab some sushi, go home, you know, kick back, and then probably fly back to Australia, like instantly, like <gasps> come back oh. here, make. But I would like fly private jet style, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like tell them to hurry the fuck up so it's not like some ten hour flight. It's like super quick, and then get to Australia, and then yeah, fuck. I don't know. I can't really think of anything fun to do at night that sounds like appropriate for kids listening. That's right, then we'll uh, cool. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, do you have any specific aspirations and or goals for twenty nineteen? Uh, 2019. Fuck. Make it as good as 2018, because 2018 was so sick. Awesome. Pretty sure yeah. I made it through the whole year without even getting, like, that badly injured. I just touched yeah. wood, by the way. Yeah, I... Yeah. Um, if you have any idea, how, how do you envision your life in the next five years? Um, hopefully just sticking fat with the scooter community. If not, I've always wanted to be, like, a stuntman. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, like, going to, like, acting school and, like, learning how to do stunts and, like, slowly, like, making my way up into Kevin Hart movies. (laughs) Big jump, but I would actually just be down for, like, I look at, like, stuntman things on YouTube. I'm just like, dude, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. I could do so many things. Yeah, I I don't have like a like my my fear is like I obviously get scared of like some things like it has to be pretty hectic but for just like normal things that people would usually find like scary or like stomach churning I just don't even think about it I'm just like not sick it's fine yeah kind of that like invincible like sense that okay. like a lot of boys have. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i'm invincible i can do this i can do that but i'm all like if i ever have to like i probably will obviously have to have a job one day if it's within the scooter community or whether it's doing whatever i want to do um yeah it's always it's 
it's always going to have to be a job where there's risk involved. Like, there's, I can't just sit at a desk. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And try and sell stuff. Like, I'd be good at selling stuff, but I'd also be good at, like, hanging off helicopters, like, really high in the air and getting paid, like, a lot of money to do it. <laughs> like imagine being an uh, a stunt man right and just like that would be four, pretty sweet you, you do like four jobs a year and you just get paid like dumb because think about how much money movies make when they yeah. like rack dude like box office movies if you're a stunt man and that you could do like three jobs a year and call it a day yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. insane i'm, I'm donezo bro i got all this time to just ride my scoot there you go i wonder <laughs> if i'll be able to ride a scooter when i'm 30 I think you will. I reckon I will be too because I'm just a beast. Even if it hurts, I reckon I'm just gonna be like, "Fuck it, just push through it, pussy." There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if if you could offer any words of advice to a young individual or an up and coming scooter rider, um, what would you say to them? Um. Just chill. Have fun. Don't clickbait. Stop doing that. You look whack. When you're putting lollies on your grip tape, looks silly. Like, I've never clickbaited in my life. I have 200,000 followers. You don't need to do it. Let your riding do the talking. Yeah. You know, like, just focus on yourself. Don't try and do all this for everyone else. Like, don't try and, like, don't get into riding scooters because you want to impress someone or you want to have all these followers and you want to do all that. Like, just do it for the reason you started, like, ride scooters because it's fun and because like it's a good pastime like obviously you can turn it into a job but like you shouldn't think about it like that like i reckon the only reason that i was able to do what i did like turn this into a job is because i didn't know it was possible like i wasn't looking at older riders like and seeing that they can live these like cool lifestyles and thinking like fuck I have to like amount to that. Like that's just like a whole lot of pressure on yourself. You don't need like when you like progress at your own pace, you'll end up getting better in the long run. So you should just chill, just have fun with life. Just don't take it too seriously. Cause like, you never know you could just die. So <laughs> you could just drop dead one day. So yeah. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. Do things that make you happy. Like don't do things for other people. I mean like do things for other people if it, makes you happy as well and makes them happy but don't like break your back to change for someone else or like don't get a girlfriend and quit scooters don't you know like don't fall in love with someone when you're 15 and 16 and say yeah you know what i'm just gonna spend every single day with her and i'm not gonna ride scooters because that happens to a lot of people and then guess what you break up and then you're gonna be like fuck I wish I kept riding scooters. That's exactly, do you, I could not tell you how many people I used to ride with that will come up to me now and be like, fuck man, I wish I just kept riding. And I just sit there like, glad I did. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep, just keep riding. You never know what could happen. You could like, you never know. You, there's so many things that could happen. So just don't stress about it too much. Absolutely. You know, just, just do whatever, do whatever you you save know? your money. Save your money to buy a car. Get your license. As soon as you get your car, you can ride wherever you want, whenever you want. You don't have to ask your mom for a lift or you don't have to get the train. It's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Cool. It's, just the, it's just the little things in life. Like, if you do a lot of little things, it'll make a big impact, you know? 
Absolutely. And if you're grateful for them and, you know, you realize, like, wow, like, I'm so lucky to have all these opportunities and capabilities, like, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, a good key to happiness. Um, well, amazing. I think, uh, you know, it's a pretty good way to close on that there. Um, yeah, man. Thank you so freaking much. How long for... have we, damn, 74 minutes? Yeah. But, hey, um, before we end, um, any, any last words, anyone you'd like to thank? Any last words of inspiration for our listeners? Um, yeah, thanks for everyone that's listening to this. Like, if you made it this far, you're a G. Love you. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for everyone that's buying my SIG products too, making my life a little bit easier. Um, all my sponsors, AO, River, Helligrip, Scooter Farm, Portec, Figs, Movement Studio, Melbourne. Check them out if you haven't, all those people. Um, Mum and dad, endless support can't thank them enough um yeah all my uh overseas listeners all the french people that don't know what i'm saying love you guys <laughs> but uh yeah other than that catch me at your local skate park because i'm probably gonna go there one day i got a lot of traveling to do this year so yeah it should be good i'll, be all, over, I'll be all over europe and i'll be all over the states too so oh, good catch me out there Good. We'll have to link up for sure. 100%. Hit me up with what you're doing. Yeah, I will, bud. Cool. Well, amazing. Seriously, Dylan, thank you so much for uh, for joining the show. I think uh, hopefully everyone will ha- – I assume they would have enjoyed it if they lasted this far. And, yeah, thanks yeah. so much, everyone listening. Peace, guys. Yeah. I genuinely want to thank you for tuning in this far, and I invite you to tune into future episodes where I interview the world's top riders. I also invite you to visit our website, olaybrand.com, to view the best scootering video parts in the industry today, as well as our Instagram and Facebook, at olaybrand, to find the best scootering clips of today. I would seriously be infinitely grateful for your support in helping me grow this mission and supporting this podcast by purchasing any of our clothing, available on our website, linked in the show notes at olaybrand.com. And if you're interested in following me personally, feel free at my Instagram, at Jared Adelson. Lastly, I invite you to share this link on your social networks and with your friends to help the show gain traction so we can motivate and inspire more individuals around the world. Before Before closing, I genuinely cannot thank you enough for tuning in on this episode of the Olay Brand Podcast with Dylan Morrison. I welcome any and all feedback so I can constantly improve and provide the most valuable and entertaining content possible to you. Thanks so much again. This is Jared Adelson. It's an absolute pleasure to be your host and I wish much love and smiles to you and that you have an absolutely amazing rest of the day.